Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I have been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years, and I've read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings. As we flashback, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions and, in their own words, share some heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, always something in the air. And in this episode, we listen in on a reading I did with Katie five years ago. She joins us to share her journey of grief and hope and what it meant to her and her husband after coming to see me for a reading on the recommendation from friends. And you'll get to hear more about her story right after this. Something in the air, always something in the air. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. Katie and her husband are a beautiful couple who are building a life and family living in rural Manitoba. She came to me for a reading to give some light to what felt like dark times for them. Reeling from a loss, they were looking for perspective and what came through were beautiful messages of birth, hope, abundance, and inspiration. Katie even included the predictions made by me in that reading in a book she authored. And we're going to get to hear all about her reading right after this. Because small business owners need help. Thoughtfulmarketing.ca, helping businesses thrive. Welcome back and thank you. And we have Katie and Katie... You've been to see me quite some time ago. Just tell me about our first meeting. How did you wind up seeing me as a psychic? Um, so my husband and I had experienced a quite a big loss. I was eight and a half months pregnant with our first baby and the pregnancy was a perfectly healthy first pregnancy and I stopped feeling movement. And so uh, we went to the hospital and we found out our baby's heart had stopped beating. So we, I delivered our son, we named him Bo and he was perfectly formed and beautiful. And we had no idea what went wrong and none of the doctors could figure it out. So we were really like trying to figure out how to walk through our grief and kind of figure out what our next steps were, where we were going. And I had friends that had talked uh, very highly of you and that had gone to see you at times in their life and they were unsure or didn't kind of know what to do. So I reached out to a friend of mine and she gave me your contact information. So I booked a session and that's kind of how I ended up there. Well, thank you. And you know, I have to say, being a psychic picks you. You cannot pick it. And thank you for picking me. And 
in a moment of grief and, and I'm so sorry with what you've gone through with that. Are you okay to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So, so of course, like we were thrown right into, you know, thinking we were going to be delivering our baby um, in about a month's time, a healthy baby and everything was set up at home. And then we went to the hospital and found out that his heart had stopped beating. So we were thrown into um, the decision to um, start the delivery right away. So I was induced and we delivered him in the wee hours of the night. And it was um, a very small hospital here in Nipah, Manitoba. And we weren't doctoring there or anything, um, but the staff were absolutely phenomenal. And um, it was, you know, the first time we both felt like we were kind of back in our bodies and our heart rate kind of went down was when we got to hold him and see him. And, but it's like, you know, the most insane feeling because you're like looking at this beautiful baby that looks like you um, and you're so proud, but then, you know, they're never going to smile or laugh or, and you're just hoping, you know, still. So it was, you know, in the hardest day of our lives for sure. Um, and leaving the hospital was even harder, probably walking away without him. So we really had to spend, you know, the whole year after that, figuring out kind of how to climb that mountain of grief and uh, get through it. I started writing and I'm an artist by nature. So I kind of took the cathartic route to try to navigate some of that. Wow. Wow. I have tears in my eyes right now. That, I, that, <laughs> that feeling of just leaving the hospital, like. Yeah. It was like, you know, you walked out of the hospital and it was like, no, where's my baby? But, you know, he had, he was sent off for an autopsy. And then, you know, I instantly felt so much guilt, like, you know, should I go with them or where is he or, you know, and, and, you know, they were wonderful. They kept in contact with us and let us know when he was in transport. And, and so, and then we did, we had a small service for him and we got a burial plot and all those things. And then we just tried to survive the few short days after that. And it was really hard and we didn't have any answers because like everything, like when he was born, they said, you know, maybe we'll smell like infection in the fluids or we'll see like a true knot in the cord or some of these things, but that wasn't the case for him. So we really had no idea, which was even scarier going forward because we had no problem conceiving. We just didn't know like if this was going to happen again. And it takes like a year to get the results back from an autopsy. So a year later, we found out kind of the reason, but that was before I had, I even came to you. Wow. Now, now you came to me and you came into this reading. What were you kind of anticipating? You know, we were both trying to like, just have really open minds. We really didn't know. And I think we were trying to look for something else to focus on. And also like some, an indicator as to like, if, if he was okay or where he went or what our future was going to hold for us. So I think we were kind of hoping for all those things. And thankfully you largely delivered. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so let tell me all about that because, you know, I have to say when I read for people, unless I actually go back and ask people to participate, I sometimes I don't know, right? Or they'll right. I'll get a message in the middle of the night. And so right. that's so true. And the funny thing is, Bernice, like, I, so, so I started writing and I just wrote all everything that was happening and how I was feeling. And, and then I read a ton of like self-help books. And so then anyways, it turned into this book that I wrote. And I actually, in the book, I wrote about you and I didn't say your name or anything, but I just wrote about, you know, we went to this medium and this is kind of what she said. And the crazy thing is so many people have read the book. It's funny because the people who follow me on social media have said like, oh, she was right about that too. And she, you know, so it's funny that they saw like, oh, this is what, you know, cause I published it before any of it had come true. So, you know, so I didn't really know, you know, like this is what, you know, the future, you know, she said might hold sort of thing. And, but then it was funny. I had people messaging me after. So yeah, we came and we sat with you and um, you actually said to me, um, and this is, we had no idea what was wrong, what had happened, or I wasn't diagnosed with anything. And you had said, you're going to have to dial in your nutrition and that, you know, you have 
what we, some people call sort of like gluey guts. And that once your nutrition is dialed in, you know, the pregnancies will come and you said, you may have to take some kind of medication and it might be in the form of a needle. If you even said needle. Did you have endometriosis at one point or mm -hmm. gluey guts? I have not. No. Well, that, I'm, I'm not, that's the untechnical term for, I don't know what that means, but they keep saying like gluey guts. Um, like a leaky gut. Like leaky yeah. gut, yeah. Yeah. I have autoimmune disorder, um, but it definitely affects my digestion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just went, yeah, for nutrition testing. Like yeah. I want to say, this is my prediction for you. This baby's coming, and I'm going to say, the moment you get on top of, and you have, you're going to be very regimented about your food. It's like everything you eat will be like poison or, or, or medicine. Everything you eat. What it tells me is you're 10, one year, and you're coming, you're going pregnant. And I'm going to say you'll be able to keep this baby, but you might have to uh, have rest. You might have to have certain type of medication uh, to keep the baby in you is what the issue is. Because something, your body dispels it. It's not that it's not a healthy little you. You've already been pregnant. You know, it sits there. You know, it can happen. But it, it, it releases because of the autoimmune. And that you'll take some sort of needle or medication that will help keep the baby in. Um, I'm going to say you'll have three pregnancies and two children. Okay. So it tells me that uh, you guys are having a girl. You guys are having the girl. That's what it keeps telling me. Because there's your husband. In the family, you're going to find those damn dimes everywhere. <laughs> no, you will. I'm actually not kidding about that. They're going to show up in weird places. And I'm like, oh, my God, here's another dime. Oh, my God, here's another dime. And it just feels like over top of him is this baby girl. And I was like, what? Okay, okay. I don't. And then and you said, you know, we would have uh, more children. And that we would have a girl and a boy and the girl would be next. And sure enough, after Bo's autopsy, we got the information that his placenta was riddled with microscopic blood clots. So they diagnosed me with APS, which stands for antiphospholipid antibody syndrome, which is a blood clotting disorder. And so basically with my subsequent pregnancies, I had to inject myself with heparin every single day to make sure that those clots didn't happen in my other babies. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then. Sure enough, we, and you said, and you even said, you said, I think you said we'd have three or four more pregnancies, but that we'd have two kids. And sure enough, I had four more pregnancies and two kids because we miscarried. And then we had Rory and, and you said the girl would be next and she'd be beautiful. And she sure is. <laughs> and then you said we'd have a boy and you, yeah, you said, you know, Bo might be back sort of thing. So, so you've had one that's lost. Uh, and you know, Kids, children are never lost. That's the thing. They come back. I know. It, it, they just get false starts, I call them. They get false mm -hmm. starts, right? Because we're human. And if you can imagine a soul trying to come into a human being, if you can imagine, if you can imagine your soul very much like the electricity in this lamp, this ugly lamp, it's the same electricity as in that beautiful lamp. Same electricity, right? And so uh, sometimes we get false starts. False starts starts because we're so flawed as humans right our souls are perfect so i don't think that soul's gone just yet what's your son's name we named him jones stanley bow he has bow's middle name and his bow's right there well, yeah so and the crazy thing is like and that's the other thing so you know i mean we all grapple with you know the idea of reincarnation or i mean none of us know for sure right but 
so here we are, we were diagnosed, we have the medication, we think we're out of the woods and Rory, her pregnancy was perfect, went off without a hitch, almost full term, but Jones, he had the exact same trajectory as Bo. So Bo was born at 34 and a half weeks and he was three pounds, 14 ounces, Jonesy, something went wrong again, even though he was on the medication and he was born at 34 and a half weeks, three pounds, 13 ounces had they not been watching, like he would have, you know, the same exact same thing would have happened to him, even though I was on the medication and Brody and I kept calling him Bo, like the whole, you know, in the beginning when he was born. So <laughs> we're, we've got it down pat now though. We call him <laughs> Now we know, we, well, that's okay. You know, with my kids, I always call them all their, like all my kids' names by the time I get to their names. So I hear you. <laughs> I yeah, do like yeah. Well, okay. And so tell me a bit about your book. Now that sounds fascinating. When I was like trying to go through my grief, I guess I just, like I said, I started writing and I just was writing everything. It was really raw and I didn't know that it was going to turn into anything. But then um, on the second kind of half of my journey there, the second half of the year after his departure, I did a ton of, you know, like looking within and reading all these self-help books. And so I got to, and I went to, you know, a breathed parent retreat or breathed mom retreat. And so I, you know, I really healed I felt and and then I also realized that the briefed parent section in the bookstore was pretty minimal um and so one of the retreat that I went to it was um a, a lady named um Amelia Barnes she put it on and she was a briefed mom um and she wrote a book and her book was kind of a survival guide for me because and she's from Winnipeg mm-hmm. and she her book's called Land and Legacy and so for me it was like she, you know, she was able to share her story and you're, you know, you're able to see, oh, it's okay to say my baby's name and it's okay to do things in his memory and it's okay to write him letters. Like, because, you know, for a long time, it's been a very taboo subject. So it's been hard to know, you know, what you're allowed to do and what's, you know, so, so anyways, so then I decided to format my, all my writing into like, so the first half of my book is kind of exactly our story. It starts the day that we're on our way to work and we have no idea um, that, you know, anything's wrong and go through the delivery and all those things. And then the second half is more kind of about kind of putting my pieces back together and how I kind of rebuilt myself. And I guess the big thing was when I stopped seeing myself as a victim and started sort of taking my power back. And I think early on, I kind of thought, you know, will I ever be shiny again, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And because you just feel like you've gone through something and everyone that thinks of you just thinks of this heavy cloud. And I guess I really took that quote, the Kitsukuri quote, the Japanese word that means you know when an object is broken in Japan they often mend it with gold and then the object is seen as being more beautiful because of this the crack that it had in it so I really that quote really resonated so much more with me after this because I realized no you can go through like really difficult things and come out even more beautiful so I guess for me I really wanted to share that message with everybody and I really wanted women who were in situations like me to feel empowered and to know that you know, the lessons that they were going to learn from this baby's brief life may have taken them a lifetime to learn otherwise. Yeah. And so what's the name of your book? It's called The Year After. And where would somebody find your book? Uh, You can buy it on Amazon. It's actually easier if you just type it into Google. Um, So you just type in the title, The Year After, and my name, Katie E. Martin, and uh, it'll take you to the Amazon link, or you can find it on my Instagram page. There's a link to it there. It's also in the um, Indigo Bookstore in Brandon, and it's at Made in Manitoba store in Clear Lake. Oh, so it's, it's, you can find it in all kinds of places, no matter where you live, no matter where you're hearing this podcast. Yeah, so that's, yeah. 
that's kind of exciting. Now, just to kind of bring us back to the reading a little bit, there was something else that we had talked about and it was around property. Do you want to talk about the property things that came up for you? Yeah. So you had said, you had said to my husband, uh, Brody, that um, we, he would, we would, you know, have a lot to do with property and that we would own multiple properties and that, you know, within a certain amount of time, I, I forget how many, how long you said, but you said we would own a lake property. And I'm going to say this to you guys, you guys will wind up open, owning several properties or have commercial real estate of some sort or multi-unit living that you don't live in that you might be renting out, you might have for commercial purposes. And then you'll have three three properties. And what I wanna say is you'll own one, you'll have a lake property you're gonna buy, and then you're gonna be buying some sort of one that you'll work on to flip. And all three of them are going on at the same time, right? And then sure enough, like since the reading with you, I think we've owned four different homes. We're just looking into uh, getting into a rental property right now. And we also bought a lakefront cottage not long after. So all of that came to fruition. Oh, so you have your little slice of paradise. It really is. Yeah, we just came home from there today. Oh, that that's the greatest. And you can enjoy it with your family. Even nicer. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Well, thank you. And thank you for picking me as your psychic. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah, I like you just it was so wonderful to talk to you and you gave us so much hope, I think. And, you know, yeah, like I would, I highly recommend anybody that's going through something or that somebody that, you know, needs some direction or something like that to go to you, to see you, because it really does. It just changes your focus. And it's just, it blew us both away. How many things that uh, were true and that happened. And yeah, we're just really grateful. Oh, and thank you. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm really moved by your story. It, it, just Thank it you. touches me in places as I've, you know, I've lost a pregnancy myself late in my pregnancy and was my first child. And so every time I hear a story, I get a little tear in my eye. No, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate it. And that's the thing, the more of us, you know, there's so many women that are sh kind of shedding light on the, the darkness, like, you know, the taboo topics like that. And I feel like the more that we do that, then those like dark parts or, you know, hard parts of our lives are a little less scary, you know, when well, we talk about absolutely. it. So. Well, thank yeah. you for making the world hey. less scary. And we will definitely <laughs> chat again one day soon. Take care. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks, Bernice. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you to Katie for sharing her incredible accounts of grief and hope and what transpired from our original reading together. And thank you for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please leave us some stars in a review or share it with someone you think would enjoy it. If you're a previous client and would like to share your story on the show, please contact us through our website. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. So many years has gone by, but I think about you, about you all the time. Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. 
Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.